0: on Local Now, Channel 525. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. where the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. For the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, many of us have seen movies that involve hitmen or deadly assassins. Most of us know that hitmen and assassins are not only dangerous murderers, but they can attack you without warning, anytime, any place, and anywhere. When we see that ominous red dot appear on the victim's head, we know that a bullet is sure to follow. They show no mercy or compassion regarding their goals and objectives, they carry out their missions with deadly accuracy and extreme prejudice. Leaving behind them a wake of death and destruction. But have you ever thought about Satan as a hitman or an assassin? Could there possibly be a spiritual red dot looming on your forehead? Are you caught in his demonic crosshairs? Are you unaware that you might be his very next target? Tonight, Dr. Buckner brings us part four, part five in our new series entitled The Ten Characteristics of Satan as it relates to a hitman or an assassin. So stay tuned for this and much, much more for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight?
1: Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed and uh, thank you so much for that introduction and um I'm Uh, extremely blessed to be able to be here and uh, have my voice back Uh, about a week ago. uh, My voice was gone, and then you were going through some things, so it's a blessing we weren't on the uh, radio program last weekend because I don't think we've been able to do it. Yeah, God knew. (laughs) Amen. He gave us a break just in time. Amen. It's his sufficient grace, and we thank the, the Lord for that. Uh, Thank you all for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by the program tonight. And uh, we're talking about this series on the 10 characteristics of a hitman as it relates to Satan. And we come to uh, number eight, uh, talking about uh, a hitman or an assassin is consistently and constantly living a life of restlessness and until his job is completed or finished. And Satan operates that way too. He operates in a restless state until the job is completed or finished. Now, I want to say this in kicking this series off, this uh, teaching tonight, is that uh, Satan is relentless and he's restless when it comes to attacking our minds Uh, because the mind is the battlefield Uh, the mind is the area where Satan does most of the damage to humanity and so if he can get your mind he will get you in every other area that's why we got to be careful on the way we think you know it tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and uh, verse uh, 8 it says uh, finally my brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are good to report if there be any virtue if there be any praise think on these things you know and it's interesting that in the philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 It talks about uh, thinking about truth first. You know, the mind has to be saturated with truth. Uh, The only way you're going to be honest and just and pure and lovely and have a mind with a good report is that your mind has to be governed and controlled by truth. And now what is truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and no man come to the Father but by me. John 14 and 6. So we need to be controlled by truth. If we're not controlled by truth, we will be controlled by a lie, and Satan is the father of all lies, and he really likes to to go after the mind, and that's why every day our minds need to be saturated and into the Word of God. We need to get into the Word of God, and we need to get the Word of God into us, and especially into our minds. Because the mind can take us in so many different directions. And we think about so many people today and uh, famous people in Hollywood. And uh, with so much money, you know, money can't buy happiness. It cannot buy peace. But we find so many people in Hollywood, outside of Hollywood, committing suicide. And I believe the reason why is because it's not just because they are depressed. All of us get depressed. But the issue is, is that Satan uh, whispers things and suggests things in our minds to go and kill ourselves. And, you know, Jesus said in John 8 and 44, he is a murderer and the father of all lies. He's a liar and he's a murderer. And, you know, anytime somebody takes their life, it's self-murder. And the Bible even goes as far as saying, that no murderers will enter the kingdom of God. And so uh, this is a thing that is uh, a selfish act, and even though people are sick mentally and uh, we have sympathy and concern about that, but uh, it is no reason for anybody to go and kill themselves because— uh, God, uh, you didn't give life, nor did you have the right to take life. So uh, Job says, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's God's prerogative, to take life, to give life, and to take it. But Satan comes and he whispers. See, he whispers in the mind. The mind is the battlefield. It's the uh, the groundwork of Satan where he whispers in the mind and says, Don't read your Bible today. Don't pray today. Don't go to church. Don't give. Don't witness. You know, Satan whispers things like, be angry, take drugs, Uh, get drunk as a skunk. And uh, Satan whispers these things in the mind. It's okay, you know to be with another man, and okay to be with another woman, and Satan will whisper those things, and he'll whisper the things of, you know, it's okay to kill yourself, you know. So the mind is the battleground, the battlefield where Satan does most of his damage, and that's why the Bible talks about guarding our minds, and it talks about having the a uh, helmet of salvation on from Ephesians six because it's warfare and you need to guard your mind. And it is also interesting something that uh, Donald Gray Bornhouse said. Uh, he was the teacher of Doctor Walter Martin, and I love the writings of Donald Gray Bornhouse. But he said in 1965, Donald Gray Bornhouse wrote a book about it. It was called The Invisible War. And it is the battle for your mind, he says in the book. And the battle is vicious and intense. And it is unrelenting and unfair because Satan never plays fair. And the reason why it is so intense is that your greatest asset is your mind. And close quote. So Donald Gray Bornhouse is right. I mean, Satan is, he has no rest to attack the mind. He's relentless, he's restless, and he goes after the mind. And uh, that's why you've got to have those strongholds. It talks about that in 2 Corinthians ten three through 5. You've got to have a stronghold that's uh, a, a, a strong uh, place there in your mind, uh, because if Satan gets a stronghold in your mind, he can take you places where you don't want to go. So he is involved with destroying strongholds. And I have seen uh, people face mental illness because Satan has gotten control of their mind. Uh, I have seen people who don't hear the voice of God anymore because Satan has gotten control of their minds. And I've seen people even get to the place where they want to give up. So when you're in the Word of God daily— and you're into the Word, the Word is into you. What happens is the blessing that comes out of that is a renewed mind. See, your mind got to be renewed because there's so much junk coming in from the world and the flesh and Satan. So if you don't have that mind renewed, I mean, it's just like a car. Every now and then you got to filter out certain things in your car. you got to have an oil change. And, you know, when the garbage gets filled up, you got to, uh, uh, you know, take the bad garbage out. You know, there's a lot of garbage in our minds that need to be filtered, need to be flushed out. And if we don't do that, it opens up the door for Satan to take the mind and take it places, even to the place of death. And so uh, when we get to this number eight, uh, a hitman or an assassin is constantly living a life relentlessly uh, until his job is completed or finished. Satan uh, is also at work, and he relentless goes after the mind, and he doesn't stop until he's able to complete the job of getting control of your mind and my mind. Satan is uh, on his job even more so than we are. We get off our job, but Satan never stops being on his job. He does his job better than us. And if we're not doing our job consistently, like Satan is doing his job consistently, then he's going to get us, and you can bank on that. You know, so Satan is constantly doing his job, and one of the main things he wants to do, as Jesus said in John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan, listen to this tonight and never forget it. Satan is a cold-blooded, relentless murder, murderer, and he's out to destroy you. That's what he did in the Garden of Eden. And God told him, if you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. So what was Satan's game plan? Get in the Garden of Eden and get them to the point where they died. And you know What? It tells us in Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life, and you might have it more abundantly. So you have a choice to listen to the enemy. The enemy, and Jesus lays out two things in John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. That's Satan. That's Satan's goal. That's Satan's plan, to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now... So he is a cold-blooded murderer, and he gets excited about killing you, destroying you, taking away your joy, your peace. Satan knows that he even gets a rush at this. Satan, listen to this. You ever heard it put this way? Satan has, an, uh, just like a, uh, a hitman is an, uh, has an addiction to kill, Satan is an addict. He has an addiction to kill you. To destroy you and when he's able to do that he mocks god when you go down because that's his way of getting at god is attacking the imago dei you who are created in god's image and so i want to say this in closing satan is relentless he's restless has at taking away your rest your peace especially your rest in christ but one thing you can rest on tonight is Jesus saying to you the ultimate word for rest, Matthew eleven, twenty eight and twenty nine. He says, Come unto me all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's not only talking about a rest that is a spiritual rest, L- listen to all these different types of rest. A spiritual rest, a physical rest, an emotional rest, and also an eternal rest. Now If you go, if you be in Christ, you will have that rest. That's a promise to you if you repent and turn to him. But if you don't, the Bible says the wicked is like the troubled sea tossed to and fro. You are not going to have that rest. And Satan can take that restlessness and make you lose your mind. And Jesus said through the prophet. Thou will keep thee in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith.
0: Ooh. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Then we want to begin by thanking everyone who's been praying for this radio program, for this ministry all these years uh, we just, without your diligent prayers, we, we wouldn't be on the air for so long. We also want to thank those who, over the last two weeks, gave Richard and Carol, uh, Rick, Sandra, Gail, Mary, June, uh, Donil, Scott, Yvette, Jackie, Jim, and Kim. Uh, we appreciate you so much for your faithfulness, for your prayers, and for your financial giving. Uh, it does cost us four hundred a week to stay on the air. We are listener supported, so we need your help, particularly during the summer months. It's it's so vital uh, for us to be able to stay on the air. You know, as you go on vacation, remember not to take a vacation from your giving. Um, God's never taking a vacation for your provision, and uh, we don't want you to take a vacation for being obedient to your tithes and your offerings. And as God has blessed you to be able to give above that to ministries like ours that uh, really need your support. There's two ways to give. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier, guys. Just go onto your computer, your laptop, your tablet, your smartphone, and click, uh, go to contendingfaith.org and click on the uh, donate button. And it's that that's that simple. Just get online, go to contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate uh, button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And you know, the last time we were on the on the air live, I mentioned that Dr. Buckner and Nancy were having uh, their anniversary, as well as Dr. Buckner celebrating his birthday, all on the same day. He'll never forget his anniversary because it's on his birthday. I didn't have to get that. <laughs> yep, but we just, we, you know, we we were so moved that someone actually uh, sent them uh, a little gift for their anniversary. Um, so we'd like to thank Jackie and Cherry who sent a financial gift uh, for their anniversary. Uh, it was so thoughtful, and it was such a blessing. You know, every time we hear from. You, are a listening audience, it just blesses us. It helps us to know that there are people out there that are receiving God's Word. There are people out there that are being blessed. There are people out there that are growing in the knowledge of God's Word and the knowledge of God. We just are so blessed when we know and hear from you that you're doing well and that this, this ministry is impacting your lives for time and eternity. And, you know, Dr. Buckner, I just wanted to dovetail on something you mentioned earlier about renewing our minds i was preparing a sermon one time and i was looking for an illustration and i found this picture uh, of a chinese coal miner and these guys are in the coal mines you know all day long and when they come out of that mine they are literally black i mean this guy you could all you could see is is his eyes and they showed a special tank that they have to To get in, in order to get this concentrated coal dust off their bodies. Um, And it just, it was such an illustration in my mind of how, when we go out into the world, that we are subject to all this darkness, to all this soot, all the all the the garbage that you mentioned, it clings to us just like that coal dust to that miner. And unless we dip ourselves in God's word, that stuff is going to cling to us and stick with us. And we are going to be constantly dirty that way. And it's so important that we are to renew our minds daily. You know, so much in scripture that talks about uh, daily You know, every day in the manna was only good for a day. We always have to renew ourselves daily in God's word, constantly stay in the words, constantly stay in God's presence on a daily basis and and renew that mind. So it's clean. So it's fresh. So every day we get a fresh start. Fresh blessings. It's so important that we are consistent in all that we do for the Lord.
1: That is so true, Gary. Thank you so much for that. What? Very, very uh, moving and very touching. Well, <clears throat> it's time for us to take
0: uh, our calls, and the first one is uh, CeCe in Oakland, and uh, it's good to hear from you, CeCe. Are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing
1: this evening?
2: Hey, I like to say uh, happy birthday, happy uh, anniversary. Uh, this is your what, what I think is—is is it your forty-fifth birthday? Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: We'll take that. Yeah, I think he'll receive that with (laughs) with great joy. Receive it, believe it, and achieve it. (laughs) Amen. I appreciate the acknowledgement, and uh, we trust that you got blessed by the Word tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah, I did. I always get blessed by it. The time goes by so fast, I'll be listening, and the next thing I know is, is like, you go to a break, I'm like, I'm hanging, like, on every word.
1: (laughs) Amen. Well, thank you so much for Uh, hanging on every word. And what's on your heart tonight? What's your question tonight?
2: I wanted to ask you a passage in the Old Testament. I know you're an expert on these things. I mean, um, Zechariah chapter 11, and I was wondering if you can uh, shed some enlightenment on something that really jumped out on me. I've been meditating looking at this. I wanted to to ask you about it.
1: Okay, and what's your verses in Uh, Zechariah? Zechariah chapter
2: 11, verses 12
1: and 13. Okay, why don't you read um, verses 13? 10 through 13, that way you get a, uh, no through through 14, that way you get a better picture of it.
2: 10, 10 through 14? Uh, yes. Okay, no problem. It says, and I took my staff and even beauty and cut it asunder that I might break my covenant, which I have made with all the people. And it was broken in that day. And so the poor of the flock that waited upon me knew that it was the word of the Lord. And I said unto them, If you think, give good price. Give me good price. And if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price thirty pieces of silver. And the Lord said unto me, Cast it into the potter in a goodly price that I was prized at a uh, price of them. And I took thirty pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the potter house of the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. And read verse 14 as well.
2: Oh, yeah, you said verse sorry. It said, then I cut asunder my other staff and even bands that I might break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel.
1: Thank you so much, May The Lord had a blessing to the reading and edification and exhortation of his word. Uh, this is a very good uh, question and a uh, tremendous chapter Uh, This is a a prophecy and a sarcastic type of prophecy uh, that uh, came uh, to truth and to reality. And what Zechariah the prophet is basically doing is uh, prophesying several different things. Uh, He's prophesying, uh, as you see in verse 10, and verse 10 uh, parallels to... uh, verse 14, when it says, and then I cut asunder mine other staff, and then it talks about, uh, in verse 10, and cut asunder, talks about that two times. Basically, here is where it talks about Judah and Israel breaking the covenant of God. So they did break the covenant of God, and, and how did they break the covenant of God? They broke the covenant of God by not really believing in the great shepherd who is Jesus Christ. And so they uh, had denied him and not uh, trusted in him uh, as their uh, Savior and Lord and uh, to the nation. And therefore, they not only betrayed him and denied him, but also this is a prophecy regarding the 30 pieces of silver that refers to Judas Iscariot in terms of uh, Judas uh, selling his own soul. A lot of times people say he sold the lord for 30 pieces of silver i always say no and the lord was called to do what he was going to do and he had 12 legions of angels to come to his rescue and he said no man taking my life and no man uh, can take it he says i laid down my own thing my life too and i take it up again so no one was able to uh to kill him without his permission and so we see here uh, that uh this is uh, Judas Iscariot selling his own soul for 30 pieces of silver. And, uh, and so we see here the covenant being broken, not only with uh, the nation of Israel and Judah not believing in the, the great shepherd, but also uh, Judas Iscariot. Uh, and uh, the result of this was the judgment. And the judgment would be that they would be cut asunder, and it talks about uh, that in verse 14, and even the bands that I might break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. <clears throat> so we see here, the breaking of the first staff, which you see in verse 10, preceded the Jews' rejection of the, the shepherd while breaking the rod, once symbolizing the nation's unity, as you see in verse 7. Now, followed by this rejection being fulfilled, this was fulfilled around the Romans' breakup of the Jewish commonwealth. And it's interesting that Josephus, the Jewish historian, he records that in the Roman conquering of the internal dissension among the people in their conflicting parties, set Jews against Jews so that they would strike each other as cruelty, and they got struck. They would strike each other. It got so bad that the Jews started striking each other, and the Romans were striking them too. So this ban of brotherhood between the uh, Judah and Israel, uh, and the dissension between the two, uh, came as a result of the judgment of God, because it all goes back to rejecting the Shepherd who is Jesus Christ. I was sharing with Rick, who's a Jewish brother, and he was really uh, touched by this. I said, one of the greatest ways uh, to witness to a Jewish uh, person is to take them to uh, Isaiah 52 through 53, especially uh, chapter 53. And then you simply say, you know what, you say you believe in the Old Testament, let's uh, go To Isaiah 53. And then you read through that. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, and God has laid upon him the iniquities of us all. And then truly ask the Jewish person, who is this? Who is this person? It's not talking about the servant Israel because they didn't go through that. This is none other than Jesus Christ, a prophecy being given 500 or so years before he came on the scene. So, anyway, hopefully, this exegetical teaching. Uh, that I gave you, uh, helped you out and gave you some insight.
2: Uh, you, gave me, you gave me a lot to work with. It's like, okay, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I will keep this in mind and keep looking over it. Now, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, we,
1: we, we don't believe in giving uh, bones. Uh, we believe in giving uh, sirloin spiritual steaks to people. So hopefully you can feed on this and season it in the Lord and just have a feast day on what I just said.
2: Oh, I, I am. I'm going to look over this tonight when I get home. I'm definitely going to look over this and take it in light, light of what you said. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
1: You're welcome. And uh, we, what is your prayer request? We're going to pray for you, and then we're going to get to Brother That like you got a very good question.
2: Okay. We're going to pray for my family again, and my mother, Rosalinda, you just pray for me. And um, i like to lift up uh, these celebrities. There's a group named Jodeci. Uh There's an r singer group, and they actually started off singing in the church and in the choir, and they grew up in the church, and they went off into R and B. Um, and I don't think they're in the church right now. And both their parents are pastors, so I just want to pray that the Lord will draw these young men back to the church. And also, I want to pray for uh, Justin Bieber because I really believe you know there's been a lot of things going on in that that kid's
1: life, and he needs the Lord. Amen. Okay, well, let's let's go before the Lord on this, Brother Gary.
0: All right, well, Lord, we just thank you for Brother CC. We pray that you would just minister to unto his life, Lord God. Help him with all that he has to deal with, Lord God. <clears throat> Bless him, Lord God, physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, Lord God. Meet every need that's represented in his life, Lord God. If he has a fi- a financial need, Lord God. Your word says you will supply, Lord God. So we just trust you for that. We lift up his mother, Rosalinda, his family. That you bless them as well as celebrities, especially Justin Bieber and, and Jodeci. Lord God, if they were raised in the church, we pray that that good thing you you started in them, you're going to be faithful to bring it to completion. In spite of where they are today, Lord God, their journey is not over. And we just pray that you would just draw them right back into you.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Cece, for your call. And Uh, We're going to go to a commercial break, and after that, we'll uh, get to uh, Jermaine.
0: All right. Well, it is time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bayer, pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Once again, we just want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith. Those of you who have been longtime listeners and some of you are just brand new listeners, we need your prayers always. And we just uh, can't encourage you enough to continue to pray for this ministry. It's a prayer-driven ministry. In addition to that, it is a listener-supported ministry. We need your financial support as well to remain on the air. It's so vital that you partner with us and ministries like us who are providing reasons and answers for faith that are able to to circumvent this this rash of biblical illiteracy that is just overtaking uh the landscape there are so many folks that don 't know what they believe, let alone know why they believe it and the church is suffering because every every counterfeit wind and doctrine that comes along the path people eat it up like popcorn, and we just need to combat that, with the truth of God's Word, and we need to get people, as Dr. Buckner said, they got to get into the Word and let the Word get into them. And so that's what we're here for, and we, we need your support, and we need your, your partnership in order to make that a reality. There's two ways that you can give. One, send a check or money order to, to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And make any donation of any size. You know, you may think, wow, I don't have a lot. Well, it doesn't take a lot if everybody gives a little. So we just want to encourage you. If you're able to give much, give much. If you're able to give a little, give a little. Because God will take either one and make it work for the kingdom. So just go online to contendingfaith.org. Hit the donate button and away you
1: will go. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, so much for those... uh announcements and challenging words there <clears throat> well uh, look like we have uh ben how you doing
3: how you doing brother Jerry? brother gary how you doing today? we are doing?
1: truly blessed my brother and highly favored uh in the lord how you doing
3: amen amen i can't complain because god's still on the throne and i'm still alive so i got many blessings you know what i mean while well, i'm still alive and i can praise his name that's what really matters you know what i mean
1: yes absolutely and uh we, uh, trust that uh, God will continue to shower His blessings upon you and everything you do. And how long have you been listening to Contending for the Faith?
3: Uh, I've been listening a while now. Um, you know, it's, it's hard not to. You guys really cover some uh, really good points, and uh, I think a lot more of you because um, you you were uh, raised by Walter Martin, and you know, I listened to a lot of his stuff, and it was like, yeah, you know, you really hit it. You really, you know, hit a lot of points on cults and stuff like that. And I think that's pretty cool that um, you have this type of ministry to um, let you know the real Jesus and the, uh, and the false Jesus. I remember you guys did a long—I uh, heard one where you guys did it a long time ago where y'all was kind of like kids, but it was so long ago. And it was, uh, it was
2: the real Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we were kids.
3: He was like in the courtroom or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it was, yeah. like the real Jesus, and it was telling the differences. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that. You know, it's easy to— go away from the false religion but a lot of people are so close to christianity and that's the devil's main thing you know what i mean because every lie has a little bit of truth in it and that's how he he makes all Mm -hmm. the cults and stuff and stuff like that you know a little bit of truth is enough to get you and um and you know they'll say oh it got jesus in it so it must be right But you know you break it down like no this is the difference and that little difference um you know the little differences make a difference on uh serving the true jesus
0: yeah that's right this discernment and truth are hand to glove it's hard to discern error if you don't know the truth and that amen is, that amen. is so true but well, so thank you go for ahead
3: and get this, i'll get into this question i going to take the which time um okay it's psalms 87 um uh, 87 4
1: mm-hmm.
3: and um Maybe I'll read three through five. It's uh so you can have the before and after. Okay, glorious things are spoken of the O city of God, Selah. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia and Ty- and Tyre, with Ethiopia. This man was born there. That's okay. Five and Zion. It shall be, and of Zion it shall be said, This and that man was born in her, and the highest himself shall establish her. Now. Number five definitely sounds like Jesus. Maybe this could, uh, you know, dovetail off of what you were uh, talking to your Jewish friend about, about uh, Isaiah 53. And, you know, it's all over the New Testament of, about Jesus. You know, you've got 22, uh, 1, you got Proverbs uh, 30, I mean, who's his son, and uh, who's ascended uh, up to heaven, who has come down, and tell me who, the, who he is, and uh, what's his son's name. That's definitely Jesus. But it's all over the Old Testament, um, talking about Jesus, Job, and the... Uh, and uh, if I had a daysman to stand between me and God, that's Jesus. You know what I mean? He's the one that stands between. But uh, uh, but basically, um, uh, number five sounds like Jesus. But four, I mean, who are they saying that was born in like? Uh, I don't know. Are they saying it was born in Ethiopia, or does four go into five, saying that uh, that he's talking about in Zion? I mean, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it's really pointing more to Zion, and and when it talks about this man was born there and then it says it again in verse 6 well actually in verse 5 and that man was born in her uh, and then it says it again uh, in verse uh, 6 that this man was born there. Um, So this is a a prophecy regarding the Messiah Jesus Christ so you're right on target with that and uh, so in the Hebrew here uh, and in the context, you know, a context uh, or a tory, the great uh, prince among preachers said, a text taken out of its context becomes a pretext for error. So right. this is uh, referring hmm. to none other than Jesus Christ. And the other scriptures that you uh, mentioned uh, fits right into this. So you're right on target. And it's good to get that confirmation because uh, the Bible tells us in um, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So you're doing the wisest thing by saying, I'm not sure. And let me talk to some people who's been doing this for a while. I've been doing ministry about 50 years now. So uh, you, you're, I have to say this is a confirmation to what the Lord has already given you.
3: Yeah okay, because I was just making sure because I know uh, you know much of the love of my Jamaican brothers and stuff like that. I think this is like one of the verses they try to use to say see, he was born in Ethiopia, and, you know, for the Haile Selassie thing and stuff. And so that's why I wanted to, um, you know, just get it, you know, get it straight and stuff because I think this might be one of the verses uh, that they use, like, see, you know, uh, with Ethiopia and this man was born there, and then and, you know, um, Haile Selassie was two hundred and twenty fifth place in line. And stuff so you know you, yeah you they
1: they are a life. tremendous uh, cult, and Holly Selassie uh, was not only a false prophet but somebody who claimed to be uh, the incarnation of Jesus Christ, so um, they are totally ignorant to scripture, and so uh, this is not talking about he came out of uh, uh, you know Egypt or anything like that it''s, uh, it's talking about oh city of God, and it gets into. The, the context of born in her, and this is uh, uh, references to Jerusalem itself. And then when you do a study in the New Testament, I mean, one of the first principles of hermeneutics, the biblical science of interpretation, is that you always interpret the Old Testament in light of the New and not the Old Testament... Uh, you know, not the the Old Testament interpreting the New, but the New Testament interpreting the Old. So when you get into the New Testament, everything points to where he was born, and they break it down. And, you know, Bethlehem It talks about where he was born. Bethlehem is not, uh, you know, Ethiopia. So uh, people are just very ignorant, and it's not bad being ignorant. It's only bad when you want to stay ignorant. And all you can do Amen. is uh, point them to the truth. And then, like Walter Martin used to always say, until God opens up their eyes and ears, they'll never come to grips with the truth of Scripture. So we pray for them that God will open up their eyes and ears. But a good question, brother, and uh, it's so good to hear from you, and you're absolutely right. When people hear, uh, you know, the mock chord of Gary and I <laughs> doing another Jesus, uh, uh, you know, versus yeah. the real Jesus, we do sound like little kids.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was like way younger, but that's kind of beautiful. Though This means you've been out of a long time. Yes, sir. You know sir. what I mean? So just tell, you know, uh, that, that you've been doing good. Do you mind if I make a, a prayer request before I get off? Yes, please do. Um. Like I said last time, I was praying for uh, Asiyah Bibi. She's in Pakistan. She's been in there uh, since uh, 2010 and stuff. And make sure you pray for Andrew Brunson in Turkey, because he's still fighting his trial go too. But what, what I want to add on to that is um, pray for Kenya, uh, and, uh, Sud- uh, the Sudanese girls, and... Um, uh, Kenya, Sudanese, Tanzania, and Uganda, because they got a lot of trafficking over there, some of them they sell them off as child brides, and other ones they uh uh you know they go there looking for work, and it's like straight slavery, you know what I mean, and they force them to become Islam or and threaten them. A lot of those girls don't get home and they put them much uh under so much pressure that you know A, they they kill themselves and b some never get back, so you know I pray that the Lord will keep hope. And, uh, common denominator in all these places is that, you know, the get out of jail free card is always the same. Convert to Islam and we'll let you go. And they're like, no, and they're holding on. So I pray that they give, give them the strength. Because in America, we don't know that yet on, on how, you know what I mean? What it is to, uh, to have to hold on your face or die. But they're facing that stuff, of, all the time, so you pray mm-hmm. for their strength, mm-hmm. that they can hold on, and the Lord to make a way for them to get back to safety, that they hold on to their faith, and, um, and you know, you know, and get back, because with Boko Haram and, and you know, uh, Al-Shabaab and stuff like that, those are the terrorist groups going in, and, uh, you know, just making the terrorists, um, persecuting Christians and stuff, and you always want to keep them in prayer, keep Africa in prayer, and keep Jerusalem in prayer. And, uh Brother Gary, I hope that's not a mouthful enough for you to write down, but that's my prayer request.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you mentioned something that's part of my daily uh prayer list, too, is that, uh, you know, there are people that we, you know, we are blessed in this country, but there are so many folks who are right now being persecuted for their faith. And that's a, you know, we need to be in prayer for them, that God would protect them, that God would bless them, strengthen them, encourage them, deliver them and restore them to their families you know that this is huge this is a big deal yeah. and and that's it's a getting worse and worse yeah and that's a and that God also promises that he would give them what to say you know that if they come before yeah. you know whatever leadership or trial whatever that God fill them with their with his holy spirit so that when they speak it's God's voice they hear, and that, that good thing God starts in them, he's going to be faithful to bring it to completion. They have a special mission, and it's it's no joke. And, you know, I, I, I you know, we hold them up. got to hold them up every day.
1: Amen.
3: One more thing, if you don't mind me adding, the lawyers. Add the lawyers yeah. in you because there's lawyers in there that try to, uh, you know, fight for this persecution and stuff like that. I heard about the one in Kenya. Uh, I forgot his name. I have to get it for you next time. But, yeah, he he and oh. his uh, – people got killed because he was, he, was, uh, um, he was trying to testify against them. And even with Pastor Saeed, yep. there was a lawyer, a Muslim lawyer, who was trying to say, hey, you know, this ain't right. This man has a right to be a Christian. He got put in jail for nine years. So keep them and the lawyers that fight for them because they're getting persecuted, too, for even...
0: Right? All right. Well, we better pray or we're going to run out of time. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> so, Lord, we just thank you for <clears throat> Ben, and we pray, Lord God, that for all these prayer requests. Lord God, we can name them each, but, Lord, you know what they are. They've been named... And so, Lord God, we just pray for those folks who are even now suffering, who are struggling, who are being persecuted, that you would deliver them, restore them, and bring them back to their families. But at the same time, Lord God, fill them with your Holy Spirit so that the word when they speak, Lord God, your voice is heard, Lord God. Give them power and endurance and, and a special anointing for the, the special work that you created them to do, Lord God.
1: We just pray that you would touch them and be with them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ben, for our... Calling and uh, with the good question as well as uh, the prayer request, and I like that name Ben because my son's name is Ben. <laughs> so all you right, won't forget you, him. Bro. All right, all right, all right call us back again soon. Okay, all right. Well, God bless. Real quick, let's try hit Jermaine. Are you doing, Jermaine?
2: Oh, hey, brother, as well. Well, just uh, yeah, I know we probably don't have the time we'll have to continue next week. Just how do you appropriately witness to people? I, I know everybody, uh, well, not everybody, but a lot of people over at the uh, gay pride celebration and it seems like a lot of churches are sold out. I see rainbow flags, you know, I mean, it seems to be a lot of confusion has been spread. So I'm just wondering how you brothers will witness to, to some of these people effectively without, without uh, having them think you hate them.
1: Well, yes. And, and I mean, this is a really good question and I, uh, hopefully you can call in next week as well and we can continue this. I want to kind of touch on it a little bit and then next week, give you some references as well. But, um, it's it's uh, to me even when you use the word a person uses the word uh, pride or gay pride I mean pride is the thing that brought the fall of uh, Lucifer or Satan uh, from heaven and uh, and when we think about uh, you know this thing of gay pride it just fits right into the deep sin uh, there uh, but let me just say this that Uh, One of the greatest ways to witness, I'm just going to say this and kind of kick things off with it, is developing a sense of friendship. Uh, A lot of us feel that, you know, we have to just uh, lay heavy into them about the gospel right off. And I believe that because they are so defensive and they run across so many uh, Christian people who are very... Uh, negative regarding uh, homosexuals, that uh, it's a turnoff. They have a tremendous turnoff towards us. So they don't know how to deal with uh, the, the principle of friendship. So we need to develop a friendship in communicating and let that open up the door to witnessing. And uh, I think that friendship thing applies to Muslims and anyone else because it's not easy witnessing to Muslims. It's not easy witnessing to just about anybody, but just friendship. And that's what Jesus did with the woman at the well. He didn't just lay into her about the sin of all those husbands, but she he developed a friendship, and then he took it, the commonality. What I want you to do, I hear that music, I want you to call in next week, and we want to pick up where I left off. And we're going to get you in. You try to call us right away so we can get you in right away. Okay, Jermaine? And I got some good references for you, too. Brother Gary. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to
0: thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God... Richly bless you.